So it's summer, and I was thinking, because it's summer, we need to have a little bit of fun. When you're on a road trip, and we got a playlist going on in the car, you want to have some fun in the car, because one of the most common things you hear from the back seat, if you have kids, is, I'm bored, are we there yet? He crossed the line, can you tell him to stay on his side of the car, whatever. And so we're going to have a little bit of fun with some summer playlists and some summer songs. So here's the game, summer playlist game. You can play with your neighbor next to you. Can you name the song that is being played? And extra credit, can you name the artist who's singing it? You got it? We're going to start out with a super easy one so everybody can get the first one, maybe. Here it is. Okay, so we got Beach Boys, is that correct? And the name of the song? Surfing USA. Now, I'm not going to ask if you were a teenager when that song came out, because that would just be inappropriate to do in the room. So what, I've tried, what we've tried to do is, for this game, we've tried to compile a number of songs across the generational spectrum so that we're all included, as many of us as possible, right? So you right. How many of you got the first one? Let's keep track. I think if you can get all of them, I might have a free drink for you out at Trailhead. So let's see if we can get the next. Here's the second one. heard the song yelled out and someone said summer loving how many of you think it's summer loving okay you're wrong you're wrong I wanted you to get your hand up just to make sure that you don't claim that you got them all right so it's actually titled summer nights and it was sung by John Travolta Olivia Newton John yeah Greece yeah yeah there it is oh was it already up there you're killing me. You're killing me, Russ. <laughs> Stealing my joy. Don't steal my joy. Okay, so here's the next one. All right, you got it? Brian Adams, yes, very good. Summer of 69, yes. I got my first bus, I'm gonna raise a holler. About working all summer just to try and earn a dollar. Hey, he's singing it over here. Every time I call my baby to try to get a date. My boss says, no dice, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do Cause there ain't no cure for the summertime blues All right, we got some country in the room. So it's called Summertime Blues. It's not the original. You get bonus, extra credit, you win, whatever. Who sang it? Who? Alan Jackson, but 
I don't even know what you're saying. Okay, anyway. All right, one more. So last one. Maybe. Don't make me sing this one. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit Out of control, it's cool to dance, but what about it? So, all right, who is it? It's not Will Smith, it's DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Come on, y'all And the song is We don't know? Summertime? Oh, my goodness. My wife sings that song every summer. That's how I know it. I don't listen to that, y'all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so why are we playing a game like that? Where are we right now? What in the world? So here's the deal. Um, it's interesting to me that all of us have different playlists. All of us have different mixtapes. All of us have different mixtapes. And it's interesting the words and the lyrics that get stuck in our minds. My guess is you have some songs that you've listened to year after year after year, and those lyrics quickly come to you as soon as you hear the song. Is that true for you? Yep. Do you have lyrics in your mind, words that you can repeat? How about this? Some of you are movie people. You're not music people. How many of you can quote movies like it's your business? Yeah, yeah. Some of those movies come on like Top Gun, and you're quoting it before they say it, right? And it's because the voices that we listen to over and over and over and over again take root deep within us. And even if it's years, I mean, that Summertime song by DJ Jazzy Jeff, I, I haven't listened to that song for, for quite a while, but I can almost quote every lyric from that song because of the number of times I've listened to it. And here's where I want us to go this morning. I want us to acknowledge and recognize the power of the voices and words we're listening to on a regular basis and come to the understanding that those words aren't just empty words taking space in our minds, but they are actually beginning to form us as human beings, which means we need to pay attention to the playlists and the mixtapes we are creating in our lives. Are you with me? Does that make sense? So last week, the Joe Webb brought the word. Come on now. I mean, usually he's up here dancing, playing the guitar and singing, and last week he brought a great word to us, and one of the things that he said is, he said, the voices we listen to will determine the quality and direction of our lives, and I, I believe that's true. The voices that we continue to listen to will affect the direction and the kind of quality of life we will experience in, in our world. 
And I want to I take this concept and go just another step further. And then I'm going to challenge you in some ways. I'm going to make some of you uncomfortable today, if you're honest. And, um, and then I'll give you some, some practical steps as we walk away from this place. Are you with me? Okay, so let's do this together. Here's where, uh, this, is, this is something I want to propose to you. The predominant voices in our lives are not simply influencing us. We talk a lot about influencers in today's world. If you're attached to social media in any way whatsoever, you know what an influencer is. An influencer is someone who uses their voice or platform in order to influence people in certain directions. I want us to understand that the predominant voices in our lives are not simply influencing us. And I want us to make that really clear. They're actually forming us. Those words that we play over and over and over again, the voices that we listen to again and again and again are forming us. Our thoughts, our words, and our actions are directly connected to the main primary voices we listen to the most. Does that make sense? Are you with me still? Okay, stay with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a little bit uncomfortable. You're ready to be uncomfortable this morning, just a little bit. The voices we continue to listen to, the voices we surround ourselves with, the voices we fill our minds and our hearts with are forming us into someone and something that isn't just influencing us, it's changing who we are. If that's true, we need to pay attention and be intentional about the voices we're surrounding ourselves with. So in Psalm chapter 1, the very beginning of Psalm. So this week, I hope you'll take some time to read Psalm chapter 1. We're going to start a little bit with it today. And Psalm chapter 1 says this, Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. I love the pictures that he's painting here for us. L listen to what he's saying. Uh, there is joy when you don't seek advice from the wicked. Now, here's the challenge, is most of us in our world today, we think we're good and they're bad. And you would say, who's bad? Whoever they is. <laughs> Whoever's believing or thinking differently than me, they're on the other side. They're the wicked. And Jesus, when Jesus walked the earth and he taught, he said, be very careful of how you portray other people before you go to other people pointing out their weaknesses, pay attention to what's in your own eye first. You remember that passage where Jesus says, hey, you want to point out like dust in someone else's eye when you have a plank sticking out of your own eye? So be really careful about who you're, be very careful who you take advice from. And listen, the voices that we're listening to on our devices, on our TVs, for those who are still watching TVs, on all of the, the voices that we're listening to are giving us advice. I mean, let's, let's, not, let's not set that aside. Like, they are giving us advice. Or stand around with sinners. Where are we standing in the world in which we live? And all of us are being encouraged to take physical stances in the world that we're in. Where are we standing? Like, where is it that we're placing ourselves? Who is around us? Or join in with mockers. Like, there is joy when you are not just simply joining in the chorus of mockers, which, listen, 
is all around us. We are surrounded by this on every side, mocking the others. There's joy when you don't do this. Well, so then where is the voice? What should we be paying attention to? They delight in the law of the Lord. Now, that's a little foreign to us, the idea of the law of the Lord, but you might say the ways of God. They delight in the ways of God. They, divide, they, they delight in the, in, in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. In other words, this is what they fill their minds with, the goodness of God, the truth of God, the grace of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the hope of God, in order to direct their steps. They meditate on it day and night. Now, look at the outcome, uh, according to, to David. The outcome is, um, the, the next line, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never, never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Now, f- for those of you in the room, how does this sound to you for life? Does this sound like a good place? Would you like to be a tree planted by the riverbank in the middle of the desert in the summer in Arizona where there is no rain and it's hot? Would you like to produce fruit every single season? Your, your leaves do not wither. Well, how does this come about? It's by paying attention to the word of the Lord. It's by attuning ourselves to the truth of God. That's where we find this kind of outcome. That's where we find a planted life that is not swayed by the wind here and there. And listen, if you look at the opposite of what a tree by the riverbank is, have you seen, um, uh, anybody, the windstorm last night? I was looking out my window and this like wind, I mean, it was crazy, like the wind jumped up all of a sudden and a big palm branch just blew right across my backyard. And that's like the opposite of this, right? A tree planted or like tumbleweed blowing across an open field. Many of us, and listen, I'm including myself in this, many of us are paying attention to voices that are simply blowing us from here to there and we have no roots in a firm foundation. How do we do that? How do we begin to align ourselves to the the voice of God, the truth of God, the law of God, so that we might be planted in a firm riverbank where we're always producing fruit? Okay, so I was thinking this week, um, I was was thinking about the different arenas of my life, and I want to challenge you to think about the different arenas of your life and the voices in these different arenas. Think about the primary voices that are made up of your family and friends. Now, most of us uh, have parents that we grew up with who their voices literally formed us in many different ways. Would you agree with that? Like your parents in many ways shaped who you are today. Now, think beyond that. Who are the other voices that play a primary role in your life? Who are the friends that speak into your life? What voices are you listening to as you navigate the world in which we live? Okay, family and friends. What about media and news? Now, I told you I was going to make you super uncomfortable. Here's where I'm going to challenge you a little bit. When it comes to media and news, what are the primary voices you are listening to, and how much are you listening to those voices? 
Now see, like we all squirm a little. Turn, <laughs> some of you want to join me up here. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering, what are the voices that you are allowing to fill your world in order to form who you're becoming as a human being? And those voices aren't just coming in and going out. Those voices are beginning to take root in your life, in your mind, in your heart. Mine too. This isn't about you. This is about us together. What about work and leadership? I was kind of working through the different arenas in my life. And I was thinking, oh, my family and my friends. I was thinking, oh, media, because media is always there, news. Uh, what about work and leadership? And I was thinking, in my life, I've been blessed to have a couple great bosses. Um, Marty Grubbs is a pastor that I really look up to. And um, I really respect his integrity. And he poured into me. He was a voice that I listened to on a really regular basis. What about for you in work, in leadership, maybe in parenting? Who are the voices that you've allowed to fill your mind and your heart as you, if you're a parent, as you begin to shape the voices that you've been entrusted with? And work is the same thing. Rod Stafford is a good friend of mine a mentor of mine in D.C. area. He's poured into me and invested. In, and I, when I have questions, that's the voice I go to. Who do you go to when you have questions about navigating life? Who are the voices, who's the playlist for the older ones among us? Who's the mixtape in your car, in your mind? What about hobbies and health? What hobbies do you have? What uh, efforts of health do you have, and who are you listening to as you think about your hobbies and the health that you want to have in life? Are you, do you have voices that you listen to, or are you just trying to figure it out on your own? Most of us have some voices. And then I was thinking, I put this one last because this is how we normally think about it. Many of us think about the spiritual and life of faith. We think about that kind of as a side arena of our life, and it's like the last thing if we have time we might fill in the blank with some of these voices. And I would encourage you and challenge you to say, how can you actually create a, a, a way to lift those voices to outweigh all those other voices? How can you allow the voice of God, the words of God, to take root in your soul over and above all the others as a foundation? Does that make sense? So what are the voices? And I would challenge you to write some of these down this week. Like, don't just let this pass by. Think about the voices that are shaping you, media, news, leadership, work, family, life, parenting, spiritual, faith. How are you allowing these to take root in your heart, your soul, and your mind? Um, Paul was one of the very first Christians and one of the things I love about what, what Paul said to those he was writing to in the Corinthian church is he said this, imitate me as I do what? Imitate Christ. For Paul, it wasn't about imitate me because I'm doing a really good job. Like, I know what I'm doing here. Like, just do what I do. No, Paul was saying, imitate me only as I imitate Christ. Because the example of Christ, the teachings of Christ, the words of Christ are so much more important than anything I have to offer. So imitate me as I imitate Christ. So many of our um, 
the voices that we're listening to. Now, stay with me. Stay with me. So many of the voices that, I, that we're listening to are simply wanting us to listen to them. They're wanting to influence us because they want the attention. Are you with me? Like the influencers are, are speaking in such a way to only build their platform. And the intent of Paul, for example, was to build the platform of Jesus Christ. That was his focus. Imitate me only as I imitate Christ. It's not about me having figured it out. In fact, um, I didn't even know they had social media back in the first century world. But um, look at this, um, this next passage, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says, when one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and I'm like, they had social media back then? They had followers and likes and all those different kind of things? We think that they were like, you know, ancient world kind of stuff. But they had followers, and he said, when one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I'm a follower of Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? Now listen, I know that was a little bit of a terrible pastor joke, but it's true. And I think if you pay attention to what Paul's saying here, we do the same thing. We are following certain people thinking that's who we're following when Christ has inviting us, invited us to follow him because he is where life is found. Who are you following in your world. And ultimately, is, is it a person who wants to point you to true life, or is it a person who's simply trying to build a platform for themselves? After all, who's Apollos? Who is Paul? Who is Matt? Who is Joe? Who is Cameron? I mean, who, who are we? We simply do what God has invited us to do I planted the seed, Apollos came along and watered that seed, but look who made it grow. It was God. It was God who came in and created the opportunity for that to take root in your soul and grow, and that is where life is found, and that is how you're planted by the riverbank. That's how you find a fruitful life. Listen, make no mistake. If you follow me, Matt, you will be disappointed if you haven't already. I will, I will let you down. Listen, just, just to be completely honest, there's people in our church that um, Robin could tell you this is true, that we feel like we've let down in so many different ways, that we weren't there in the right way when we should have been there. We didn't quite understand the circumstances, and we made mistakes when we should have spoken up. We should have been there. If, if you follow me, I will let you down. My heart for this church, for this family, for this people, is to find life in Jesus Christ and find it alone. Because Jesus is the only one who can offer life abundant and everlasting. I can't do it. Don't follow me, follow Jesus. If we miss Jesus, we miss everything. If you miss Jesus in the mix, you're going to miss everything. I planted the seed in your hearts. Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. I love that. Who are you listening to? Who are the voices, and what is the motivation behind 
those voices. So here are some ideas of how to dial in the playlist, okay? So I'm gonna give you just some practical ways to dial in your playlist, your mixtape in your life. Number one, be intentional about who is on your playlist. Listen, the world is gonna fill you with voices. There are voices that are clamoring for your attention. Be really intentional about who you put on your playlist, who you listen to on a regular basis. Be very intentional about who it is that you're putting in those places of predominance in your life. Number two, limit your media and news consumption. Oh, I thought there was going to be an amen, because it was earlier, they were like, amen. I thought that was going to be it. Listen, um, I've been around some people in the last few years that all they listen to is the news and the media. And my comment, and like, we tend to do it, we tend to just get into like a, a, a space where we just want to listen and we get mad at others who don't listen to our kind of media or our kind of news and my news is the right news and your news is the wrong news and I'm like, listen, when we only put ourselves in those circles, who do you think it is that's discipling us? What are we being, a, wow, that was strong. Those, those things are forming us, those things are forming us and, and they're, they're forming our character. So be very careful to the amount of news and media that you allow into your mind and your heart. I'm not saying cut it out completely. Some of you are. I can hear you. But this is for me. Like, just limit it. Be very careful how much. Include grounded voices that offer different perspectives. Grounded voices. Not like on the edge voices, but grounded voices that just offer some different perspectives. Why? You would say, why would you do that? Because there are just some perspectives we can't understand because we grew up in a certain space and time and area. So it's helpful to have some other voices that help offer some different uh, perspectives and viewpoints that we might not understand or see on our own. Does that make sense? So just some grounded perspectives from the other side. I remember I had a friend who he and I saw um, theologically very differently. And one of the things I really appreciate about him is he said, Matt, it's helpful if you just read voices on the other side of the theological understanding spectrum than you to help you understand where they're coming from. Because they're not evil people. They just read it differently. They just see it differently. So include some other voices that might stretch you and you might not agree with, but it's helpful to get a broad perspective. So dial in your playlist by including some other voices. Give the greatest weight. Now, Give the greatest weight to what forms your heart. And here, I, I, I can't overemphasize this. Listen. The, listen to the voices um, that are most inter interested in developing your character in the manner of Christ. Give those the greatest weight and the loudest volume in your life. Give those voices the greatest weight. And here's how I'm, I might play it like on my playlist. So I have a great summer playlist. I keep bragging about it. It's the best. Some of you would hate it. But listen, um, here's what you'll find on this playlist is you'll find that the, the, the greatest genre of music on that summer playlist is country because there's something about country laying next to the pool uh, in the summer that I just love. And so that has the greatest weight on my playlist. You're going to hear classic rock, you're going to hear some pop because my wife lives in our house and she loves that, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, like all these different things. But country has the greatest weight on my, on my, my summer playlist. When it comes to the playlist of our lives, the mixtape that we're listening to, give weight to that which forms your soul. 
to, to what's forming your character, to what's pointing you to, to, to Christ. And then add some joy and hope and good because our world is like, there are such negative voices. Um, there are voices that are just pulling us apart. So, so add some, some joy to the mix. So what I want to do just for the next two minutes, stay with me just for, that's more than two minutes, just stay with me just for a couple more minutes. Can you do this? I'm going to give you some ideas, some examples of some of my playlists. So these are some people I listen to on a regular basis. And these might not be for you, but for me, these are extremely helpful. The Bible, the, the Bible Project, I think, is invaluable in helping us stay rooted in Scripture, but also in helping us understand the context of Scripture, always pointing to Jesus at the center. So I listen to the Bible Project on a regular basis. Craig Rochelle um, from Life Church in Oklahoma City. Um, I've had an opportunity just to spend a little bit of time with him over uh, the last 15 years, and I really respect Craig and what he's doing. Annie F. Downs um, in Nashville does some great and fun podcasts. So if you are someone who's listening to podcasts, Annie F. Downs, Jenny Allen's great, uh, Stephen Furtick from Elevation, John Mark Comer. I mean, this is a kind of a little bit of a diverse, like if you listen to all these, you might go, Matt is um, kind of crazy in his mind because he's listening to some very different stuff. Part of that's intentional. I want some different things in the, in the playlist that help me think differently and see and understand God differently. I mean, John Mark Comer is a deep theologian, like deep, deep, deep theologian. So you might listen to John Mark Comer, and then you go listen to Stephen Furtick, and Stephen is a different kind of theologian. Fire, Fire yeah. Um, so just a different kind of theologian, but nonetheless, these things help feed me. In my leadership, here's a couple of podcasts I listen to in my leadership. So if you're in business and you have employees or people that you manage, these podcasts are awesome. Um, Craig Rochelle and Andy Stanley have built incredible organizations. And um, whatever kind of business you're in, you might think, oh, how could pastors like teach anything about leadership? I know what you're thinking. You're, you're thinking that's crazy. They lead huge organizations. Look, look what Andy talked about in his last podcast, integrity in the life of the leader. Tell me if integrity is not important in every business in this world. Integrity is vitally important for your employees and for mine. And he wants to build these great business principles into his organization. Craig Rochelle um, talked, had a little Q&A with Sadie Robinson Huff. Do you know who Sadie Robinson is? She's like 24. She came from Duck Dynasty, one of those families, the Robinson family. 24-year-old leader, and he's trying to dig into how can young people lead in certain ways with integrity. It's great podcast. Okay. Um, so th th those two, I think, are incredible. Um, real quick. I want to give you a couple of examples of why I listen to these on a regular basis and why it might be helpful for you to include some new things on your playlist on a regular basis. So I want to start with um, Craig, I think, Craig Rochelle. And recently, he had written a book on marriage a couple years ago, and recently he was talking about marriage. And I don't know about you, but um, if you're married, how many of you need help in your, in your marriage? If you're married, you should raise your hand right now. That's really, really important to raise your hand. <laughs> Like, if they're next to you, like, you guys are like, is this a trick question? Like, am I supposed to, am I going to get hurt right now? Okay, so listen to what Craig says, and this is just one of those snippets you pick up on, on the way that I think is powerful when you begin to fill your minds with us. Tell me if this isn't helpful in your marriage, if you're married. How amazing would it be in our relationships if we continued to work 
for our wives, for our husbands, after we'd already married them. We continue to pursue our spouse. If you want your marriage to thrive, what I promise you is you, you must never, ever stop pursuing your spouse. Think about it. Is there any other area of life that you can be lazy in, take it for granted, and see that area of life improve? Uh, can you ignore your physical body? Can you eat whatever you want? Blah, 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 blah. Never exercise. Just, 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 you see it, you eat it, and have your body get better. You can't do that. Think about your business. Can you um, not care about the culture of your business? Can you treat your employees badly? Can you not fight for excellence? Can you just ignore good customer service? Your business won't get better, you will go broke. That's, that's pretty good advice for marriage. That if you want a thriving marriage, you must work on that marriage. You must continue to pursue your spouse. Now, when you fill your mind with these kind of things on a regular basis, rather than just listening to news or sports radio, don't nudge anybody when I say these things, when you just listen to all those other things, when you listen to these things, they begin to plug into your heart and your mind something that shapes you, informs you, and all of a sudden, you think to yourself, you get home and you think, I need to pursue my spouse tonight rather than just taking them for granted. That's good stuff. Yes, amen. That's good stuff. Because what we listen to shapes us and molds us into certain kinds of people. Um, we don't have time to listen to the other one. I was going to give you another little Andy clip. Oh, um, next time. Next time. Or come to the second service. Maybe I'll get it there. Uh, Andy Stanley from... Uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, I, I've been listening to him for years, and I, I just believe he has solid character and he's pointing people to Jesus. Uh, one of the things their church is doing, if, um, if you're interested in, they're doing this uh, intentional parenting. Uh, it's, it's an online uh, summit. And so northpoint.org slash parent summit. I did not call and ask if we could be a part of it, but it's free, so I thought, hey, we can be a part of it. So if you want to spend a little bit of time as a parent knowing how you can help your kids, helping the next generation navigate technology, anxiety, depression, and despair, this might be for you. Between now and July 31st, you can plug into this, and it's on demand. You can watch it for free. Fill your mind with things that sharpen you and grow you in certain directions and help form us into the image of Jesus Christ. That's what we're after. That's what it means to be a Christian. Now, one last thing, and we're done. Um, God, from the very beginning of Scripture to the very end, he, he placed into his story the importance and value of community when it comes to faith. That outside of community, our growth is limited, that it's actually in community that we're able to challenge and sharpen and encourage one another, carry one another's burdens, hold one another accountable, that when we're outside of community, anything goes. Community is vitally important to healthy formation. Listen, when, when God decided to enter our world, 
if you imagine, I know as kids, sometimes we imagine heaven being way up there wherever it is and God like leaning over, looking at us and whatever he does. And like God could have like, however you want to picture him, like, hey guys, I love you. Just remember that. Do you hear my voice up here? He didn't do that. John literally says that the word became flesh and blood. That, that the, the word of God entered into the world to be with us because there's something about life on life that cannot happen from a, with a voice from a distance. So while these things are important to listen to, to fill our minds with podcasts and sermons and all those kind of things that might be helpful, there is nothing like digging into the community of Jesus together. It's essential. We need groups for encouragement, for perspective, for accountability, for when we go off the rails. Some of you pull me aside and you're like, Matt, you're getting a little crazy. You're listening to John Mark Comer. You know who that guy is? You need some grounding. I need some grounding. We need truth together. Does that make sense? So whatever voices you surround yourself with, don't ever exclude the community of God. Don't ever exclude the community of people who are following Jesus together on this path. And uh, this week, you're going to listen to something. Hopefully, this will help you pay attention and be intentional about what you're listening to. Amen? Amen. Hey, will you stand with me? McDowell, I love you. I'm so thankful for this place and this people. I'm thankful for you. And um, I hope above all else, if you miss everything else from today, don't miss this. God loves you. He's with you, and God is for you. Amen? Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.